Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. And in one of our recent episodes, I told you guys that over the next several episodes, you will be hearing a lot from current clients of mine that are either in my Fat Loss Fast Track groups or my Master's Club. And today is one of those episodes. I am super excited about it because These are people who are in the trenches, who are currently doing the work, who are currently making the changes. I know lots of people will listen to my story and feel like all the hard days are behind me. While that's not true, I understand why people feel that way. So in these interviews, I'm bringing you people who are currently actively in pursuit of their goals. And for many of them, they're towards the beginning of their journey. While maybe they've been attempting it for years and years and years, they're really just now finding their groove. Whereas for me, in many ways, I'm refining my groove. These people are actively creating it. And I'm bringing you these episodes, as I said recently, because I know how important it is to hear from people who are in the thick of it. I think it can be motivating, inspiring, but also very instructive. And the other reason, very candidly, that I am sharing these stories is because the summer Fat Loss Fast Track 12-week group coaching program kicks off on July 9th, and registration opens up to the wait list this week. So if you're listening to this in real time, or if you're not, registration for the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track opens up to the wait list the week of June 19th. So you can get on the wait list to have a chance to join this summer group by going to the show notes page for this episode over on primalpotential.com or by going to primalpotential.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P, and clicking on Fat Loss Fast Track. Today I'm sharing one of my clients who is in her, she's gone through the first 12 weeks of the Fat Loss Fast Track already, and then she took a little bit of time off, and then she came back to do another cycle. She had spent a lot of her life, like I had, doing Weight Watchers or the Cabbage Soup Diet and following other people's plans without success. So she was spending a lot of time and energy and effort and money, but not really getting what she wanted. And it was really frustrating for her, and I can so relate, and I know many of you can, to put forth all of this effort. The desire is there. Oftentimes, the work is there, but the results are not. Or if you get some results, then you don't maintain them. So she talks about her initial journey in the fat loss fast track, the kinds of changes she made, the kinds of results that she saw. And then where I think a lot of us get frustrated is... The fact that she kind of 
struggled a little bit after having some initial success. So she did really well in the first Fat Loss Fast Track. She decided to take some time off. And then she knew she needed work on consistency and effort and self-discipline. So she's in another Fat Loss Fast Track now. And we talk through some of the real challenges, some of the the struggles that come after you get to a point where you're like, hey, I've made some serious changes, and then you become a little bit complacent. So we talk about how to overcome those challenges. She talks about being both a starter and a finisher instead of just a starter. She talks about something that uh, she uses at work. She refers to this in work as doing things with fidelity. And taking that concept and applying it to her choices now, the way she cares for herself, her consistency in the types of behaviors that are going to bring her towards her goals. So she's really, really honest about what has worked and where she has struggled. And I think it's just a really great conversation about these cycles of success and how we can get a little bit comfortable when we start making some improvements. And then how do we come back to a place of discipline? We're going to dive right in uh, to a point where I basically ask her to to tell me kind of what made her join the Fat Loss Fast Track to begin with so you guys can have a sense of her history and then we will just jump right into what went well, where she's struggling. Want to give a huge shout out to her for her honesty and willingness to share her story because she knows, like I do, that many of you will relate to it. If you want more information about the upcoming Fat Loss Fast Track, head over to primalpotential.com to the show notes page for this episode or just primalpotential.com forward slash shop or when in doubt, shoot me an email. So we're going to dive right in to this conversation about why she felt like the Fat Loss Fast Track was a good choice for her. So where I'd love to kind of get started, I know that you have been through more than one fat loss fast track um, and took a little bit of time off in between. Um, But what really made you say, I need to do something different. I am ready to dive into this fat loss fast track and make some changes. How, what was going on for you prior to joining your first fat loss fast track? I had been listening to your podcast probably since almost day one um, and loved that you were for real, that you've been there, you've been through it. And for you, it was more than just the next best thing. It was finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I related so much to that. So I kept, I've done so many things, just like you've mentioned. Um, I've done Weight Watchers. I've done the cabbage soup, the the everything out there and realize that my body doesn't function well on somebody else's plan. Yeah. So as you s- talked more and more about that on your podcast, I, I, for whatever reason, I really had gone to bed one night going, I need to sign up for it. And then I woke up in the morning and it was one, I think I listened to a Saturday podcast and it said, it, it had closed and I had a panic attack just about. So I was like, I rushed to the computer because I had left the link open, honestly, because I I had wanted to do it so bad. Uh-huh. And so I hurried up and clicked it and I was able to get in. So I felt this huge relief. Like I'm finally doing something that's going to work for me because it's all about me, not yeah. somebody else. Yeah. What was different for you having done cabbage soup and Weight Watchers and everything under the moon 
What was it? Because I know you had significant success in losing close to 20 pounds and lots of inches. Um, what was it for you that made that more effective than your efforts in the past? Uh, the challenges were big in helping me to keep my my eyes on my own mat. And I, mm. that's one of your um, your quotes that, that I use on myself often. Um, and knowing that I could look at me and if I wasn't seeing success, then this was time. Accountability for me being, uh, I have a tendency to do well when I'm accountable outside of myself and mm -hmm. being in the fast lo fat loss fast track for 12 weeks, those weekly challenges yeah. were good accountability. Even though I still was being accountable more to myself, um, I was reading everybody's posts in, in our Facebook group. I didn't always post, but you know, it helped me to think through things or look at things a different way. Yeah. I spent more time on me. So it was when I invested in myself, um, that was probably the biggest key for me is I took time every day. I carried, I, I turned the journal into a big binder. Yep. They even kind of chuckled at me at work because I was carrying it faithfully and they would see me if I was eating my lunch. I was taking time to make notes. Mm -hmm. And so that first 12 weeks, I, it was the enthusiasm was, was part of it, but also seeing the success that I could set things up that worked for me. And I didn't have to worry about learning something else, reading something more, mm -hmm. because everything I needed to know was already here. I just had to apply it. Yeah. And you no, know, I think you bring up a really great point about the difference between really focusing on yourself and what's happening for you, what's working for you, and doing something like Weight Watchers or Cabbage Soup or whatever it is, even Whole30. When we're following somebody else's protocol, it's all an external focus. Like these are somebody else's rules and I'm not looking at my own stuff, my own hormonal response or physical response to what I'm doing. I'm just looking externally at these are the rules I must follow. These are the boxes I must check. But within the Fat Loss Fast Track, every single week, it's what's going on with you. Every day in your journal, it's what's working well, what's not working, what makes you feel great, what doesn't make you feel great. And I think that that shift from focusing on somebody else's stuff, rules, guidelines, suggestions to my own body, my own results is a game changer, like a serious game changer. And it seems so obvious when we say it, but when we live it, it changes everything. Absolutely. Now, I know that you had the enthusiasm and lots of great results in the first time through, and then you took some time off and then you rejoined um, a little bit later. And this 12-week cycle has been more challenging for you. Tell yes. me a little bit about what is going on and maybe what has been different for you in your approach, in your habits, in your attitude in this 12 weeks versus your previous 12 weeks. I think that the first 12 weeks, it's you're helping us out with each of the challenges and it's a little bit more about the fat loss friendly foods and, mm -hmm. and getting our affirmations in place and getting those pieces that that you're laying that groundwork. Mm -hmm. 
well, this go around, which I knew for me, because I had had success in the first one with, with some weight loss. And then it was a matter of, yes, I've got some additional weight I'd like to take off, but it's a lot about mindset. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these challenges are forcing me to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a reality check. Yeah. And so in sometimes I, I, I'm finding that part of it, I believe, is maybe I don't want to see the truth. And so mm-hmm. um, you've got, I, I have your quote, um, and I can't remember which one it came from, where it got it. It's, we can't defeat the demons we still enjoy playing with. Mm-hmm. It's something on that line. And it literally is above my computer in my office at mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, is that still my excuse? Or I, I've got to do it with fidelity. Yeah. Um, that's a word we use in my my position at work as as an elementary principal, and we talk about when we're doing things with fidelity. Well, practice what you preach, Paul. Right. I mean, that's a big piece. And so, this time, it's everything's making sense. It's resonating. I have to practice it to a higher level than I am, and I'm I'm letting the busyness of life. And everybody has busyness. It's not just my life. Right. I'm letting it be an excuse sometimes. And and I've got to stop that. So it's shifting to go, yep, whatever, move on, sister, pull up your big girl pants, you just still have to do it, because this is life. (laughs) What does it mean to you to do things with fidelity? What is that not not what things do you need to do with fidelity? But what does it mean to you to do something with fidelity? To do it with fidelity is doing it when even I don't want to, or I really don't care to. So I need to make the decision that helps me move toward my goals, mm-hmm. even when it feels hard or I'm tired or I'm not in the mood. Um, some of what I'm working on right now is it's not all about the food piece or you know my workouts. I'm, I'm doing those and that's not an issue for me. It's doing the tasks, being a starter and a finisher. And, and that was one of the great challenges mm-hmm. um, that you gave us this time. And during that week, I was, I, you know, I was like, yes, I was doing more of it. I could see it but that week ended. And I was like, yeah, that was kind of hard. And then I moved on to the next one and kind of forgot the one the week before. Yeah. So I need, I need to work better on continuing to build my foundation with I'm laying the new blocks in place and to continue doing it. So doing it with fidelity, even when, my schedule, I was, was throwing a curveball and um, there was an issue at home or at work that I didn't expect. Doesn't matter. You still need to take care of you or take care of what tasks are in front of me. I couldn't agree more. And I think that sometimes it can seem overwhelming because we can't possibly do everything, right? And we can't mm-hmm. do everything with fidelity. But from your perspective, what do you think are one or two things that if you moved from doing them inconsistently to doing them, as you say, with fidelity, would make the biggest difference? What, what would be one or two of those things? It's instead of overthinking them mm-hmm. and looking for all the reasons why or the problems, mm-hmm. um, is finding the solutions or, like you say, is just take the next step. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. I, I loved your most recent um, email too that went along with our, our on Sunday. It was it was almost like it was speaking. It kind of played right into what we were doing this week. Is 
you need to focus on the next step. Like when yeah. you were talking about putting something together. Yeah. So many times I look at the end product. Right. And it oh seems like goodness. it's so much. Correct. And it's daunting. And then I almost, and I use this, it's a, it's in my own head, but I almost feel paralyzed. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's so big. I can't do it. No, I need to. One of the things is just going, yep, just take the next step. Right. What's the next thing? It's almost like going in. Don't look at letter Z in the instruction list. I need to look at A. a okay. Yeah. And then what's B? And yeah. now what's the next one? Right. So that's a big one. I just need to do it. It's with some different busyness at the end of a school year mm-hmm. and then my son's graduation party coming up and, and all these great things like you pointed out mm-hmm. those are the things blessings. to be joyful about those are great things yeah I just can't look at oh my goodness it all has to be done it's like nope what do I need to do today how do so I get there let's break that down a little bit because I think there are two pieces of it and I have a little bit more context than and you certainly do because it's your life than maybe the average listener who doesn't know some of the interactions we've had before but I know that something you've struggled with is feeling really overwhelmed by all of the things going on, right? Yes. And yes. in that feeling of overwhelm, you can lose sight of your opportunity to take action and resolve the situation altogether. You sort of stay in this paralysis of emotion and sometimes even a paralysis of negativity. Like yes. everything's on me and there's so much where you could take that energy and put it into action and oh my gosh, all of a sudden you have less on your plate. Um, so there's two different things that jump out at me, both of which are a practice. So going back to your point of doing things with fidelity, you will never make progress here without the consistent practice and life, fortunately for you, is going to serve you up dozens of opportunities every single day for that practice. Number one is as cliche as it sounds, freaking powerful. And you just alluded to it a couple minutes ago, and that is an attitude of gratitude without exception. Because whether it is feeling overwhelmed that everybody's coming into town and I need to clean and I need to do this and I need to get groceries and I need to make sure I have everything squared away and how am I going to have it all done? We let, we're so quick to let our blessings become burdens. But that only happens because of our really crappy attitude and our lack of gratitude. The reality is whether your house is a disaster or it's impeccable, whether your food is all prepared beautifully or you order in pizza, you're celebrating. And we are so quick to turn that into a burden or a bad thing or something to complain about. What we are doing is choosing to have our blessings be burdens. And it's insane. It really is. Like It's completely insane because the alternative perspective is how much you have to celebrate, how blessed you are to have a home to take care of, how blessed you are to have a family around you. And it's as simple as either the perspective of the victim, the burden of the blessings, or the perspective of, holy moly, I have a lot to celebrate. And if everything gets done the way I want it to, fantastic. But if it doesn't, holy moly, I have a lot to celebrate. Absolutely. And that is a repeated practice every time. I mean, it's no different for me. I run into this every single day with work. It is so easy for me to be overwhelmed by how many things I have to do. But the alternative perspective is, gosh, am I lucky that I took this gamble to leave my corporate job and start a business and I have so much work to do that it keeps me this busy because the alternative is it didn't work and I'm going back to the corporate arena. So 
wow, these people could ask anyone their questions and they're asking me. Like, what a gift that is. And one perspective is going to make me have a really crappy day and a really crappy attitude and the other makes me experience nothing but pure joy and gratitude. And it's a choice, right? It's a, it is absolutely a choice. And it takes practice we- and it becomes your standard just like the overwhelm has often become the standard mode for most people because it's the perspective they've chosen most often. It's only because you've practiced it most and you can override that natural response by, holy moly, I'm so blessed. Like, this is an awesome thing. I have a healthy kid well enough to graduate. I have a family to celebrate with. I, you know, like all of those things are blessings and tell yourself, I refuse to convince myself that this blessing is a burden, lest it be taken from me. And, th- and that's something that, you know, as you, as you say that out loud, and we've been through our daughter being diagnosed with systemic juvenile idiopathic arthritis and mm-hmm. had two years of setbacks and different things and getting her into a point of, right now, kind of medical remission. And we do infusions every three weeks and I've I've adjusted there mm-hmm. so I need to adjust it on all the other aspects because and when you we do are so blessed yeah and when you do your life gets exponentially more easy it just does and you're happier and everybody around you is happier well it's funny that you say that one of the notes I had made a little bit earlier was how my staff at in in the office or in our, in my building, a couple of them can tell when things are clicking and I'm choosing joy mm-hmm. versus everything else. Mm-hmm. They say I wear it. And oh it's, yeah, I'm. It's how they enjoy being around me, and so I. It's kind of like I have to look in the mirror and say, okay, what's my the look on my face right now? Absolutely, you know, it's funny. To approach. There's a there's a woman at the gym that I go to, and I'm sure she is super nice. I don't know her very well, but here's what I know about her. Every time I see her, which is almost every day, she walks in, you say, you know, hey, how are you? And she gives a look of exasperation, like, oh, here we go, this workout. Oh my gosh, did you see it? And then we'll pass each other again right before the workout starts, going to her from the ladies' room. And she has that, she gives me that same look of like, oh boy, here we go. And then after the workout, she gives me that look. And sometimes she'll say it, often she'll say it like, oh, that was brutal. It's a blessing to be there and to be able to move the body. And and I I avoid her because I don't sure. see it that way, you know? And so to your point that you wear it. When, when there's joy and gratitude, we wear it either way. We're either that person that's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. You have no idea how many things I have to do because my kid is graduating and I've got family coming into town and da, 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 da. And some people will jump right on there and be in negative street with you. But the people that are really the people that help us grow, they don't want to be around that because it's like, dude, I see that as a celebration. You know, when I go into the gym, I see it as, here we go. I'm making my day better. I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be more fit when I get through this. And this other woman is like, oh, here we go. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a tough one. Oh, that was rough. And I'm like, I just don't see it that way. 
No, because the workout is, that's what gets the mind in a happy place. I don't know. I And your I, family I, is the same yep. thing. And caring for your home and entertaining people you love and being able to have a job you go to every day where you can help other people and cultivate a team. Don't turn your blessings into burdens. That is the biggest thing. And the other piece of it is training yourself to capitalize on the opportunities to take action. Like you said, focusing on A instead of Z. And the email that I, that I had sent out was about assembling an Airdyne bike and how I hate that and how it can induce rage in me because I'm like, oh my God, there's a million steps and there's two million pieces and I don't know which piece goes with what and can't I just pay somebody to do this? But it's only overwhelming if you're focusing on the 30 pages of instructions and the two trillion pieces and all of this stuff. But if you just say, what is step one? But that takes an active redirect. And so maybe a way that you can practice that is to divide your day into thirds or quarters. And when you start your morning, because this is you had more enthusiasm in your first fat loss fast track, right? You were excited. You were carrying around your journal. Um, you have to cultivate that again. And so what you might do is take two minutes in the morning to say, what are the action steps that I'm going to take between now and 10 a.m., right? And then maybe you yep. have a mid-morning sort of regroup, redirect, okay, based on where I am now, what are the next two action steps I need to take? And even if then after you do those two, you go back into your frenzy, when you have your lunch, after lunch, before you dive back into work, okay, for the next quarter of my day, what are the, you know, the first two things that I need to tackle? And then if you totally go into a frenzy again, that's okay. Before you leave work, all right, when I get home tonight, what are the next you know, two things that I can do to either make my day better or do the things I need to do and break it down that way so that it's very, very manageable, but it's also very intentional, right? Because you yes. clearly have the intention to be more action-oriented and stop getting overwhelmed by all of the things but having that intention doesn't necessarily translate into action. So creating a structure that you will execute faithfully and saying a 30, 30 seconds, 60 seconds in the morning, okay, what are the two things? As if your day was an instruction manual, what's A and B? You don't have to have C, D, E, F, what's A, what's B? Then another gut check, 10 o'clock in the morning, you get a drink of water, you have a bathroom break, okay. At this point, what's A, what's B? And really execute that consistently. You can do it on the weekends, you know? I'm gonna have my coffee, I'm gonna go for a walk. That's it, that's all I need to do first. Yes, I know, I need to run 27 errands and I need to call 44 people and I need to do eight loads of laundry, but A, coffee, B, walk. Reassess after that. Train yourself on work days and not work days, whether it's dividing your day into thirds, dividing your day into quarters, to create that structure that allows you to translate your intention into a strategy. I love that. Um, even this, what we're doing right now is helpful, looking for all the pieces that are helping us reach our goals versus mm -hmm. the opposite where that tendency is always to, even if you did get six things done on your to-do list, for me personally, I would still go, oh, but I didn't get da da right. da, da, da done. Right. And so I would That's always a waste of energy. Still. Correct. And then it's almost like you beat yourself up for it. So just going, yep, this is what I'm going to do. I yeah. love that idea of breaking it into four, like the quarters for my day and going, this is the plan. This is what I'm going to do. Because in a 
I mean, my school year is almost done with kids, but I still have mm-hmm. the other pieces that go with it. It's mm-hmm. And this is a crazy paperwork time. That's a beautiful way to do it. Yep. This morning I'm going to do X and Y. And then after lunch, I'm going to do this. And it's so, so and I wouldn't thank even you. plan out after lunch until you get to that point, because it's super natural to like have a little bit of structure and then something sure. comes into your morning. It's all over the place, but <laughs> you have the ability to regroup. Okay. So morning got away from me, but what's A, what's B at this point? And then at the end of the day, same sort of thing. Okay, what's A, what's B? And you have to get in that practice to train your brain to see those opportunities instead of just having those intentions. That's great. Let me ask you, because you've been through a couple of rounds of the Fat Loss Fast Track, you've had some success, but you've also had some struggles. You've been through a lot of different attempts at weight loss before, and now you're taking a very mindset and internally focused approach what would you say to somebody that was kind of on the fence? Like somebody who knew that they've spent a lot of time and money trying to reach their goals unsuccessfully and they were thinking about the fat loss fast track, what would be your two cents to them? That you're worth the investment. Taking that time to really get to know yourself Mm -hmm. and what works for you and not throwing your money and time at the next gimmick, the next article that's coming out, really looking inside. Everything you need to know is in there, and Elizabeth will help you find that. It's digging inside. Yeah, uh, That, I think, has been the biggest piece for me. Not that I didn't sort of already know that, but I wasn't, I hadn't tapped into everything that was in there. And I'm still learning, and I'm still practicing, and but the investment was the best investment I've made um, in, in all aspects of my life. I still have a long way to go, but it's, the groundwork is there. My foundation is becoming solid. There aren't cracks in my foundation around every corner. This has been so worth the investment just to feel better and knowing that I can continue to feel better. And when you focus on yourself versus following somebody else's plan or procedure or rules without really studying yourself, then you know you have it with you. Then you know you're not beholden to somebody else's advice or somebody else's rules or somebody else's strategies. You have really done the work to, like you said, build that foundation. Nobody's taking that away from you. When the 12 weeks are over, nobody is taking away the skills or the tools. They're yours. You created them. And I think that is so empowering. And for people to understand that it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet mentality. This is not a diet. Diets don't work. No, they work for a short term, but short term strategies deliver short term results. And that is really frustrating. You do the work and then, you know, you're doing it again and again and again and again versus doing it once and having it forever. The one thing just when you just said that, it's what popped into my mind is I don't sit with a fear that I'm going to put the weight back on. Because even though that this 12 weeks is harder for me because... I'm digging deeper into myself. Yeah. I'm not worried about, oh my goodness, I'm going to put 20 pounds back on. I'm not because I've already done this work. Like you said, my foundation is there and Mm -hmm. it's mine to keep and it's mine to improve on. And, you know, just to, to 
address the fact that this 12 weeks is harder. You know, I say all the time that you get out of it what you put into it, right? Yes. And it's a lot easier to, you don't have to put as much into following the golden rules of carbs and fat loss or journaling as you do to really figuring out the choices or the thoughts that drive your choices and the motivation to stay focused when you want to make an excuse or an exception. So the bigger the challenges get as we move on in the veterans groups, the more they require your personal investment. You have to put more into it. So that's why it feels harder, but you get so much more out of it. That makes so much sense. So I just wanted to congratulate you because it would be so easy, first of all, after taking a break between your fat loss fast tracks to not get re-engaged. So congratulations to you for taking that step to get re-engaged. And then also for your honesty with yourself and saying, I'm not as enthusiastic and I am doing deeper work and that does yield slower, but more significant and lasting results. And that all comes from your effort and your honesty. And with those two things, you can change everything, absolutely everything. So I really want you to keep me posted on the strategy of kind of dividing up the days and also on the strategy of kind of reframing your perspective and not allowing your thoughts to turn your blessings into burdens. So keep me, please, please, please keep me posted on how that's going. I will. I thank you so much for your time. It's totally my pleasure. Thank you. There is so much good stuff in that conversation. And even if you just pick one thing from that conversation that you can really lean on, whether it is paying attention to finishing, right? Within the Fat Loss Fast Track in the Veterans Group, we have a week that is all about being a finisher instead of a serial starter. And that is something that you can work on on your own, even if you decide the Fat Loss Fast Track isn't for you. But hopefully you've gotten some nuggets from this episode and the key is to put them to work in your life now. Thanks again to my client for sharing so honestly and openly about her journey. Uh, It's always a pleasure to have these kinds of conversations. For those of you who want to know more about the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track, it starts on Sunday, July 9th. It runs for 12 weeks. You can get more information and be among the first to register so you surely get a spot because spaces are limited because I want to make sure I can respond to everybody in the group and not lose anybody in the bunch. You can head over to the show notes page for this episode. There is a link towards the bottom under resources to join the waitlist, or you can head over to primalpotential.com forward slash shop. Click on Fat Loss Fast Track and you should see the waitlist there unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case there might be a waitlist for a future session, or you might see that registration is open and you can grab your spot. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. 
just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.